Welcome to Psalm 133. Now this is a psalm of David and most likely composed on the occasion of him being crowned as the king of all the tribes. Now his becoming the king of all the tribes also brought in a long-awaited peace ending a terrible season of national division and discord. David writes how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. How good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. Notice he uses two words, good and pleasant, to describe the state of dwelling together in unity between the brothers. Now, of course, the history did tell them that brothers did not always dwell together in unity. For example, Cain and Abel, Abraham and Lot, Isaac and Jacob, Joseph and his brothers. There was indeed much discord among them. But David says, brothers, it is good and it is pleasant to dwell together in unity. But then the question is, why is the dwelling of the brethren good and the pleasant? Why is it good when brothers dwell together in unity? It is good because it reflects God's heart and God's purpose for his people. God wants his people to dwell together in peace and in unity. In fact, Jesus in his chief priestly prayer prayed, Father, that they may be one as we are one. In fact, we get our sense of community from the very Trinity. So our being together reflects the Trinitarian relationship between the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. As we are one, dear Father, that they also may be one, said Jesus. So it is good to dwell together in unity, for it reflects God's heart and God's purposes for his people. But it is also pleasant to dwell together in unity. Now it is pleasant because it makes life so much more enjoyable than when there is bickering and backbiting and all kinds of conflict. My goodness, you lose your peace and your sleep and all kinds of psychosomatic illnesses and sicknesses set in, all because of discord between the brethren. So the dwelling of brothers in unity is good and it is pleasant. Now not all good things are pleasant and not all pleasant things are good. For example, today we are told to eat green leaves and boiled food and oats to stay healthy and fit. But honestly, I really do not understand how could anyone eat oats more than one day? I struggle to swallow it down my throat. But you see, they are not pleasant but they are good. But on the other hand, samosas and jalebis and gulab jamuns are so pleasant to the eyes, but they are not good. Not all good things are pleasant and not all pleasant things are good. But here David says the unity among brothers is both good and pleasant. Also may I remind you, this psalm was sung by the pilgrims as they climbed their way up to Jerusalem. Now it was not a day's journey, but days of journey. The brothers had to learn to travel together in peace and in unity as they had to live together day after day until they reached the city of God. From verses 2 onwards, David describes what this dwelling together looks like. He says, it is like the precious oil upon the head, running down the beard of Aaron, running down the edge of his garments, and it is like the dew of heaven descending upon the mountains of Sion. Now in the Middle Eastern culture, it was a common thing to anoint one's head with oil, sometimes as a greeting upon entering one's house. This was done to refresh one with good smell from the fragrance that came from the perfumed oils. Now here, Aaron's anointing oil in verse 2 has a perversive fragrance and the dew of Hermon is a boon to the plant life. 
So to live together, says David, is good like the dew and pleasant like the oil. Now this also means that when we live in disunity, we lose our fragrance and we lose our dew. That means we are no longer good for the society. We lose our salt and light. And Jesus of course wants us. He says, what good is it if the salt loses its saltiness and if the light is kept under the bushel? And if you look close at verses 2 and 3, you will also notice the word coming down mentioned few times. Let me read it for us. Notice the words coming down. It says it is like the precious oil upon the head running down the beard of Aaron, running down the edge of his garments. It is like the dew of heaven descending, coming down upon the mountains of Zion. Now this means unity has to come from above. As said earlier, our model of unity is Trinity. As we are one, said Jesus, they may also be one. You know, God alone can help us to dwell together in unity. Otherwise, believe me, it is just not possible. Our selfish nature is prone to gravitate towards disunity. Remember the two commandments Jesus gave us? First is the vertical aspect of loving God and then is the horizontal aspect of loving others. This means as we love God correctly, we learn to love others practically. As we love God correctly, we learn to love others practically. 1 John 4.20 reminds us, if anyone says, I love God and yet hates his brother, he is a liar. And Jesus said, whoever loves God must also love his brother. You know, this aspect of unity was so important to Jesus that he said, when you come to the Lord's table and you remember you have something against your brethren, leave your offerings and get right with your brethren first. And if I may ask you today, how is your relationship among the brethren, with your immediate family, at church, etc.? Do you pretend to be at peace or are you really at peace with each other? What are some things you can do today to bring unity and accord among those immediate others in your context? How would you bring in the unity of God in the relationships God has given you? Remember how good and pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. And my prayer is that may God truly bring you shalom in all your relationships. May the abundant blessings of God come down upon you and upon your relationships like oil dripping down the beard of Aaron. Let the fragrance of Jesus be felt by others around you. May it be truly like the dew, a boon to the society and the community that you live in. Jesus also said in John 13, 35, By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. If you love one another, everyone will know that you are truly my disciples. Well, shall we pray? Heavenly Father, I pray that I may learn to live together with my brothers and my sisters in Christ in godly love and unity and to your praise and to your glory. Would you also, Lord, protect me from unnecessary discord and disunity or division and help all your children to stand firm in faith that we may be a fragrance and a blessing. By our love and by our unity, may people know that we are yours. And this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.